chapter number one. They were singing that song about prayer. And, uh, it amazes me how the Holy Spirit put things together. And uh, I was thinking about this morning how important it is. And I'm not telling you this morning that I'm anyone great of prayer. But I know that there's the importance of prayer this morning. And I know that I can't do anything without God. Amen. And I need Him more today than I've ever needed Him in all my life. And uh, I'm thankful that we do have the privilege to pray. Amen. And uh, He's never one time denied me access to the throne. I'm glad it's a throne of grace and mercy. Had it not been, I'd never got there. Amen. I've done enough since I've been saved uh, to keep me out of the throne room. Amen. I'm just talking about this wicked flesh. Amen. Just the sins of omission and commission every day. But I'm glad we have the privilege to pray. And this morning I got up and this verse of scripture was on my heart when I got up. And I went to the office and was just studying a little bit. And God gave me this thought. And I want to preach on it this morning. I think it will be a good way to close out the, the, this year. And also I think it is something that is much needed uh, in our the hour in which we live in this morning. First uh, Peter chapter 1, if you're able to stand with us, I want to read two verses of Scripture and then pray and then you can be seated. First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 15. The Bible says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Father, I ask you this morning, if you would, to please touch us these next few moments. I pray for the power of God, and I pray for the touch of God this morning to glorify your name. I ask you, Lord, to save sinners, anyone that's in this building that's unsaved. I pray right now that conviction would speak to their heart. They'd see themselves in need of a Savior this morning. Lord, I pray you'd draw us all near to you, near to Calvary, and do an eternal work in our life this morning that would only give you glory and honor, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can... Be seated this morning. I want you to notice in verse number 15, notice this first phrase with me. And I want you to see the creator of holiness. The Bible says, but as he which hath called you is holy this morning. When you think about God, God is love, the Bible says, and God is a spirit, but God is also holy, amen? Uh, that is His character, that is His essence, that, that is who God is. He, he is holy, and when we think about the source of holiness and where holiness comes from, holiness does not come from you, and it does not come from me, and holiness is not some standard that is set in the church, but, but real holiness comes from its creator in and of it itself and that is God God always has been holy God is holy right now and he always will be holy amen he has a holy book he has a holy spirit amen everything about God is holy because that's who he is he is the creator of holiness just like he is the creator of this world amen and then there is the command of holiness look at verse 15 again he said but as he which hath called you is holy 
so be ye holy. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, you and I have been given a direct command in these two verses of Scripture uh, to be holy. And God would not ask us to be anything that we're not capable of being this morning. I want you to note that God does not said, uh, does not command us to do holiness. Amen. Holiness is not as much about works uh, as what it is a witness. Amen. You see, you can do a lot of holy things and still not be holy. Amen. He said, be ye holy. Amen. And the only way to be holy is number one, you have to be holy positionally. That means the Holy Spirit has to live on the inside of you. When you and I got born in the family of God, guess what? We got washed in holy blood. We got sealed with the Holy Spirit. We were given a holy book. We're headed to a holy place. We're filled with holy promises. Amen. God give us everything that we need in order for you and I to be what he wants us to be and that is holy this morning. Amen. There's positional holiness and there is progressive holiness or sanctification should we say this morning. And what I'm saying to you is that you and I don't have to sit around and wait to hear a voice about when it comes to holiness when we already have a verse. Amen. I'm telling you we don't need to, listen, we don't, God does convict us but we don't have to be under conviction when we've already been given a command. Amen. It's not about one thing here and another thing there. It's about you and I getting up every day and living our life in a way that pleases God and living a holy life this morning. And so there is the command of holiness. There is the creator of holiness. And then notice in verse 15, there's the categories of holiness. God, how holy do you want me to be? That's the question. He said in all, you ought to circle that word, manner of conversation. That word conversation means lifestyle or behavior. God said, I'll tell you what I want you to do. He said, as he which hath called you, speaking of himself, is holy. I want to command you to be holy. And here's the categories. Here's the area. You say, is it five things? Is it ten things? Oh, no. It's all things this morning. God said, I want you to live your life. And I want you to be holy in all manner of your living, in all manner of your activity, in all manner of your behavior this morning. That means our ways are to reflect holiness. It means in our walk ought to reflect holiness. Our words ought to reflect holiness. Our witness is to reflect holiness. Our work for God is to reflect holiness. Listen, the things that we watch ought to reflect holiness. Our wardrobe is to reflect holiness. And our worship is to reflect holiness this morning. Everything that we do, we're to do it for the glory and the honor of God. Why? Because He is holy. And my friend, our life ought to be a holy holy life this morning I see the categories of holiness here's what I want to preach on a few minutes this morning notice the next word of the first verse or the or verse 16 the first word of verse number 16 he said because I want you to see the cause of holiness I don't think it would make sense this morning for me to preach on does holiness matter? Because if you're saved, you know it matters. Can I get an amen? But I do want to preach on this subject this morning on why holiness matters. Why does holiness matter? It's a big deal to God and it ought to be a big deal to us. 
You see, the world uh, attacks holiness, but the tragedy of the text this morning is that it is not the world that questions holiness. You see, the world expects the church to be holy. The world expects us to be different. The world expects us not to be in agreement with them. They hate us because they hate God. And the reason they hate God is because God is holy and they're not holy. And so therefore there's enmity between the world and between God this morning. The world may attack holiness. The world does not like holiness. But the world does not question holiness. The tragedy of the text is it's the church that puts the question mark on holiness. It's the people of God that instead of trying to raise the standard in those people's life and church and society, they want to see what can I get by with? What can I be permitted to do that's not holy? They want to see if they can lower the standard. And my friend, much of that has been raised in the the days that you and I are living in when it seems like holiness doesn't matter to the average church. It doesn't matter. I'm talking about the average church. I'm not saying everybody, but to the average church church uh, and to the average preacher and to the average congregation uh, holiness is just not one of those subjects uh, that people want to talk about or that people want to emphasize that much uh, in their life or in their church Uh, but can I tell you this morning uh, it's the number one subject on God's list Uh, it's the very subject God places great emphasis on because it's who he is Uh, it's his essence Uh, you see God didn't just save you and I to keep us out of the fiery pit of hell and thank God he saved us uh, to keep us out of hell but God saved us out of of the fiery pits of hell because he wants to make us like his son he wants to make us more like him there was a time when man was holy but because of sin now man is not holy and God saved man uh, to save him not just from hell but to save him from himself and to save him from his sin to bring him out of what he was and what he could be once again God wants to make us holy Amen. I tell you, we ought to love what God loves and we ought to hate what God hates. Amen. I tell you, we ought to dishonor what God dishonors and we ought to honor what God honors. Amen. It's going to take more than a list to be holy. I'm talking about a life. I'm talking about something this morning that goes with you when you go to bed at night and it gets up with you when you get up in the morning. I'm talking about what you live for. I'm talking about what you strive for. I'm talking about your goal in life. Is it to be more like Jesus this morning? Our theme for the new year is that I may know him. And I want to tell you this morning, you'll never know more about him if you don't learn and I don't learn more about holiness. What is the cause? Young people, I prayed this morning specifically for each one of you that this message would be embedded in your mind and your heart that you would never forget from this scripture this morning why holiness matters. I pray that every mom and every dad and every couple and every individual in this morning, maybe there's somebody sitting here this morning and you're kind of sitting on the fence. Uh, I mean, you, you're saved, but you're half in and half out. Maybe you're even thinking about getting out. Maybe you've got some plans for 2024 that don't really include God in the equation. Or maybe you have convinced yourself, I'd like to go somewhere where it's a little bit easier, where there's not any demands. I'd like to do maybe what so-and-so has done and live maybe the way so-and-so. 
has led. I want to ask you this morning to the saved. Why does holiness matter? Why is it such a big deal to God that we keep a standard? Not just in our church. I'm not talking about just that. But in our life. And the standard is simple this morning. It ought to be holiness. Holiness this morning matters for three reasons and it's in verse 16. Number one, because it's scriptural. Look, the Bible says, because, why God? It is written. There's not a period there. There is a comma there. But had the Holy Spirit put a period there, that would have been enough of an answer. Isn't that right? You might be here and say, well, preacher, why is it such a big deal that I live a holy life? Because it's written. Amen. Do you realize that verse number 16 came directly from Leviticus chapter 11 and verse number 44. And what God does here is he takes an Old Testament command and he makes it a New Testament principle. Amen. And you've got some people that'll come along and they'll say, well, you know, there was moral law, there was or they will say, oh, that's under the law. Yes, but there's moral law, civil law, dietary laws. Uh, there's different laws that we read about in the Old Testament. And I'm going to tell you something this morning. Uh, uh, that Old Testament, my friend, it's still good. Amen. Uh, uh, the Old Testament is what's old timey. Can I get a witness right there? And I know we're not under the law this morning. I know the law has been fulfilled, but God has not done away with the law. He has not destroyed the law. He fulfilled the law. And I want to tell you this morning, those moral laws and those civil laws, uh, uh, they still exist. Uh, uh, God still wants us to live a holy life. Uh, and he takes that Old Testament command in Leviticus 11 and verse 44 and he brings it to First Peter and makes it a New Testament principle and God is telling us, uh, I demanded holiness in the Old Testament. I'm still demanding it in the New Testament because it's who I am. Uh, it's as much Bible in the New Testament as it was in the Old Testament and it's as much Old Testament as it is New Testament, amen. And this morning, God is not asking of us uh, uh, ceremonial laws, uh, but he is asking of us committed lives. Uh, and that's where holiness is. Your body and mine is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's where God's Spirit lives and where God's Spirit dwells, if you're saved. Uh, and God said, I want you to be holy because it's Bible, it's scriptural this morning. You know, it ought to matter to us what's been written. We've been given a commandment to observe the scriptures, to obey the scriptures this morning. We're to take the Bible and we're to live it as the word of God says and right here it is in black and white. You don't need a commentary and really I don't need an explanation. It's been written and once God writes it down that ought to be an answer enough. You see God is not obligated to young people to explain himself to us. I'm glad that he does that sometimes in his own kindness but he doesn't have to give us a detailed information as to why he wants us to be holy but I can tell you it's for his glory and it's always for our good. Amen. Think about it this morning. People that live holy lives, they live blessed lives. They may not have a lot of money always. They may not have a lot of things and sometimes they may do. Some of them this morning may go through great trials of adversity and suffering and pain and agony. But living for God is the most blessed life you'll ever live. Then you think about other people 
that has a lot of things and a lot of things has them and, and they live a sinful life and, and they got all the money, they got all the prestige, they got anything you could the world could ever offer them and they don't live holy, they, they, they live an ungodly life uh, and yet they, they're never, never happy. You know why the church is so quiet nowadays? You know why sometimes services seem to be so tough? I'm going to tell you why. Because there's fewer and fewer people interested in holiness. Brother, I've come to the place in 2023, you just got to pull the hammer back and preach. Whether you say amen or owe me, I'm just going to preach till I finish this thing out. I hope you'll keep some fire about you, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you something. It's up to you what you do with it this morning. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you something. Churches are dying by the dozen. If you want to join them, help yourself. Amen. It's, this is never going to be a place of entertainment. It's ne- we're, not, we're not going to get to the place where we've got to put on something to have something. Amen. I'm telling you, if singing and preaching and testifying and praying don't get it done, we're out of business anyway. Amen. I'm telling you this morning, it's up to you whether you get in this thing or not. And if you let the things of this world or if you let a bad spirit or if you let anything this morning rob you of your joy and rob you of your victory, there ain't a thing I can do about it as your pastor. I can pray for you. I can preach to you. But it's up to you how you're going to live this thing out. Amen. We're all headed to the judgment seat. I'll tell you what I'm interested in this morning. I'm interested uh, in my friend and getting as right with God as I can and getting as close to God as I can. Uh, I got enough to give an account before right now. If I drop dead right now, I got enough to give an account for uh, at the judgment seat. Uh, I want to live this thing as right as I can and tight as I can. Uh, my friend, till he comes to call us away, you're going to have to do what you're going to do. I'm going to have to do what I'm going to do. But I'm telling you one thing, uh, the most blessed life uh, and the most best life uh, is when you sell out to God uh, and you surrender to his will uh, and you get across Jordan, amen. Uh, some of you may not even know what I'm talking about, but if you'll ever get out of the wilderness, uh, if you'll ever get across Jordan, uh, if you'll ever die out to self, uh, if you ever go to Gilgal and get the reproach of Egypt taken off, uh, uh, praise God, uh, you can live in Canaan uh, and you can live a victorious Christian life. So you have to be holy. You have to give up some things. You have to let go of some things. You're going to turn loose of some things. You're going to have to change some things. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you, maybe you think, oh, that, that's not necessary. Well, you may be saved, but you'll never live in victory until you get a hold of it and let it get a hold of you. I'm talking about it's written this morning. You say, Brother Gravely, do you think you're holy? I don't think I'm holy enough, friend. I tell you, I just started a, a few days ago trying to think of every sin I could think I'm guilty of and repent over it. I'll just be honest with you, and I feel so good in my soul. I said, coming down the road, I said, dear God, if you can bring anything else, to my life, anything else to my mind, anything, Lord, that I'm guilty of, show me. I want to be as clean. Don't you want to be as clean? I'm not telling you I'm clean, but I want to be as clean as I can be for the glory of God this morning. Amen. Don't y'all want to live clean? You'll ask him, he'll show you. Be holy. You got to be filled with the scriptures. 
You got to be separated from this world. He said in Romans 12 and verse 1, come out from among them. And have you said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. What about that? Not your spirit, not your mind, but your body. You present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy. There it is, isn't it? I about skipped that verse. I'm glad the Holy Spirit reminded me. Holy, acceptable to God. Preacher, you really think we ought to live that way? Well, God said it's just reasonable service. No badge for living clean. No trophy for, for living right. No, no need for me to blow a trumpet or you to blow a trumpet this morning and talk about how good I'm living when, when we can't live good enough. Amen. Uh, the standard is way higher than we'll ever reach. Uh, uh, but thank God I, I may not reach the mark, but I'm going to tell you I know where the mark is. Uh, and we've not erased the mark and we've not forgotten the mark. Uh, hey, that mark is still there. Uh, and I'm going to strive for it until my last dying breath. Uh, I may fall short and come up short. Uh, but thank God you can still see the standard. Uh, he's a standard this morning and we're to live as much like him. I'm glad this book is a holy book. I still believe the King James Bible is the word of God. I believe it's inerrant, infallible, inspired, indisputable, indestructible. It is God's word this morning. I thank God I got a perfect book. Liberals may deny it and scoffers may mock it but thank God she stood the test of time. She'll do when we're dying. She'll see us through our darkest days. I don't need another translation. I thank God when you got the book of the right word of God it lives on the inside of me hallelujah praise God for that blessed old book divine it's scriptural it's right it'll help you hallelujah why does it matter because it's written next time somebody makes fun of how long you wear your dress just remember it's written Next time they make fun of the way we worship, just go ahead and let them laugh. Remember this, it's been written. Your preacher still got a pulpit. He still preaches from a pulpit. Oh, sure, because the Bible said Ezra stood on a pulpit of wood and he preached, amen. He didn't give a Sunday school lesson. You know I'm not like Sunday school. He didn't get up and give a listen, a little, uh, he didn't give a little, uh, uh, listen, uh, he didn't give a PowerPoint. You know I like PowerPoints for Sunday school. Uh, but I'm telling you, it took the word of God. Uh, I'm telling you, Paul came a preaching uh, and John the Baptist came preaching uh, and Jesus came preaching. Uh, and what this crowd needs in this hour, they need some old time leather lug, Holy Ghost, uh, heaven sit preaching amen I thank God it's been written because had God just gave think about this had God just gave us a list there's two things about that list I reckon if you want to say so he did just thought about this it's called the ten commandments and in just ten things guess what We can't even live up to that list. But had he given us just a list of things for 2023, two things would have happened. Number one, we could have never measured up. Number two, if we would have even thought like that rich young ruler that we had done all those things, we would be full of ourselves and pride. God said, I don't want you to have a holy list. God said, I want you to have a holy life. And a holy life says this, that if God can't get the glory out of it, then I don't need to be doing it. If it doesn't honor Him and it doesn't glorify Him, then I don't need to do it. 
say, Preacher, why does holiness matter? Because it's scriptural. Then secondly, because it's stressed. Look what he said. He said, Be ye holy. What I want you to see about that is that's not the first time in these two verses that he said that. You go back to verse 15, but as he which hath called you is holy, notice this, so be ye holy. Verse 16, because it is written, be ye holy. Leviticus 11 and verse 44 and 45 says, be ye holy. There's not many things, but there are some things throughout the word of God that God keeps stressing over and over and over again in the same words, in the same words. Be ye holy, be ye holy, be ye holy. Hey, God wants us to be holy. He wants us to have a a holy heart and he wants our minds to be holy. He wants our lives to be holy this morning. I'm telling you, God didn't just say it one time, but he said it repeatedly. He wants us to live. How are we going to live a holy life? We're going to have to die to self, surrender to his will and let the Holy Spirit live through us what we cannot live ourselves. let him be in us what he wants to be, let him do with us what he wants to do, let him take us where he wants us to go, absolute surrender is the avenue that allows the Spirit of God to live a holy life through us Amen. You see when you get to the place where you just throw the old white flag up and say you know what I can't live holy God you're the only one who can Lord, I surrender my will to you today. Would you help me? Help my tongue. Help my life. Help my spirit. Help my mind. I I die to self today. And I want to live to your spirit. That's how you live a holy life. You get up each day and say, Lord, live it through me today. Brother Gravely, what about if I fail? There's no if to it. You will. But if you'll be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, every time you fail, the Holy Spirit will remind you. And what you do is when he reminds you, you just write there and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me for saying that. I was too sharp. I was too short. Lord, I, I said that with such a bad spirit. I, Lord, forgive me for that criticism. And sometimes you've got to say it to people. I'm sorry for what I said there. I shouldn't have said that. You know, when I do that a few times, it helps me not to do it again. When I brush it under the rug, then, then it's easy to just keep going. But I'll tell you, when you, 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 after a while, you do get tired of repenting. But repentance don't end when you get saved. It begins. And the avenue of holiness is, or the attitude, should I say, of holiness is simply this, that God stresses it so much that I know that I'll never achieve it in and of myself. But each day that's my standard is today. It's for me to live my life in a way that, that pleases Him and not worry, not pleasing sin, not pleasing self, not pleasing society, not trying to fit into others. But dear God, today, my, I want to stress in my life what you want to stress in my life and what He wants to stress. Will you be holy? When you go to work, when you go to school, when you go to the supermarket. And if you go someplace and it, it's a place that you can't be holy, you know what you do? You just don't go there. Amen? Somebody said, well, why don't you come down? Hey, we're going down to the movie house. Why don't you go to the movie house with me, Brother Grant? We're going to watch a cartoon. <laughs> that sounds gay, don't it? About as queer as you can get, ain't it? <laughs> Two guys watching a cartoon. Well, we're, go, we're not going down there watching no X-rated stuff, you know. But we're just going down there watch a watch a cartoon, you know. Well, you can't be holy down to movie house. I know I didn't sunk some boats when I said that. 
But I meant to. Ain't that right? Listen. Hey, you go to the movie house, that's your business. Okay? I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you an example this morning. What if you saw me down there? Well, I'm a person like you are. Why can't I go to the movie house? Well, you're the pastor. Big deal. Well, it just wouldn't look good if you being the pastor. Or how it looks when you go. Just telling you. Not beating up on you. And if you're not interested in holiness, you're not interested in what I'm saying. I'm not telling you I've arrived. I'm just telling you this morning. There's a whole list of things that we could, if we started listing them this morning, I mean, you could just say, well, why, you, can't even go the, you can't go down to the minute market. They don't call them minute markets no more, do they? But you can't go down to the, to the convenience store. And, 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 you know, because they sell beer, preacher, it's not holy down there. You could take it so far. I understand that. But I don't buy gas some places. I don't buy, listen, I don't buy gas at the movie house. Y'all still with me? You don't buy necessity. I wish we could go places where we didn't have to be around none of it. I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit is as balanced and as practical as anybody in this room. And when you find yourself going someplace that you're not supposed to go, you don't have to worry about it. He will always tell you. And if you're saved, you'll just never feel comfortable in that setting, in that place. And there's a reason for that. It's because He doesn't want us there. And it's this morning, it's just scriptural. It's stress. God is stressing it every day in our life. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not just the, the, the subtraction of things in our life. You know, holiness don't start with me not going to the movie house. Please see further than that. You know where holiness starts? Reading this book. You can stay out of the movie house the rest of your life and never be holy. You got to take in. It starts, young people, with, with reading the Word of God every day. It's Psalms 1 Blessed is the man. Always separated in verse number 1 that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor, uh, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Oh, he's separated in verse 1. But the reason he's living a separated life in verse 1 is really because of where he's living in verse 2. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, what? He meditates day and night. The reason he's not walking in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful, is because his delight is somewhere else. It's in the Word of God, it's in prayer. And listen, you got to put in. Oh, if you'll keep putting it in, you won't have to worry about staying away from some things. They'll never satisfy. And my friend, if you'll get filled with the Scriptures, and if you'll surrender, if you'll stress the things in your life. You see, God don't stress a whole bunch of subtraction in our life. He tells us don't do this and don't do that. What He stresses in our life is putting the things in that honors Him, that glorifies Him. God's in the helping business. He, he wants to help all of us this morning. And if you'll do these things, you'll just won't have a desire. You'll lose those desires. Can I be honest with you? And I'm, I'm not against, I'm not even going to name things this morning right now because I'm talking about good things. 
And I think you ought to enjoy life that God has given you. But there's just some things I've just lost all desire to ever do. I think maybe in your teens and 20s, you know, you guys are probably interested in some things and there's not anything wrong with that. But I'm just going to tell you, the older you get and, 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 and the, the, the more you, you walk with God, the more you just, you're just not as interested. Does that make sense this morning? You just lose interest in those things. And, and I'm telling you, the closer I think you get to Calvary, the closer you get to the end, uh, you just lose desire because you want to stress what he said. Preacher, why does holiness matter? Because it's scriptural, because it's stress and stressed in this scripture. And then I want to say this morning, because it is the standard. Look at verse 16. He said, for I am holy. I want to tell you this morning, our desire ought to be to be like Him. Our devotion ought to be to God. Our direction ought to be to be more like Jesus, less like me and nothing like this world. And our daily goal ought to be to please and honor Him. I I see so many people that are miserable because they're trying to please others. When if you'll just quit, and some people, they're they're backslid because they're, they're always looking at others. Just quit. Put yourself under the microscope. Let me put myself under the microscope this morning. Can I tell you, when I see myself, it's never good. But when I see Jesus, it's always good. And constant viewing of ourself keeps us from looking at others. And when we see others, we're more sympathetic to their shortcomings because we realize how many of our own we have this morning. I want to say to you that holiness matters because it's the standard God is holy and I'm to be more like God and I want to tell you this morning I fall so far down the ladder of that I'm not, I'm not what I want what he wants me to be and I, I'm not what even in my spirit I, I want to be this morning but I'm so glad that God has given us this book and he has told us this morning you want to know what the standard is what is the standard is it is it is the standard uh, uh, just dressing right and carrying the right kind of Bible and, and doing the right kind of things that is that the standard no that's not the standard this morning ah Talking about God, am holy. There's the standard. He's the standard. You know, if you quit doing something, even a, you quit doing a bad thing and start doing a good thing, but you did it for the preacher, you did it for the wrong reason. Now you ought to stop doing it. It's not an excuse to keep doing what you're doing. But if you did it because, why well, Brother Gravely just hammers it all the time, you did it for the wrong reason. Amen. If you did it because you go to that church, and that's how they do down there. You know, I think there's some people think some things people ought to, they ought to stop doing them. Amen. Yeah. They ain't gonna hurt you to quit stop doing some things because they're sinful, they're wrong. But if you did it because you go to that church. You did it for the wrong reason. If you did it to get up in a testimony and tell everybody what you did, oh, you did it for the wrong reason. Wrong reason. But if you can do it to bring glory to God because what I was doing didn't please Him and I really, <laughs> I really want to please Him. And you did it. For, I want, Lord, 
I just want to tell you, I'm not telling nobody but you. I'm not doing that no more. I'm not living that way no more. Because it grieves you and that grieves me. That's the right reason. And people, that's why you live right. And I'm going to tell you, if you do that, Bella, for him, if everybody in this group, if you do that for him, if everybody in this group quits, if you do that for him, if everybody in this group quits, it won't shake you one bit. Because you didn't do it because the person next to you did it. This morning, I have, holiness matters, don't it? You know why the church world has went to so many gimmicks and you know, sometimes it's just, it's just. I, I mean, I get it. You ever get embarrassed for people? You're not doing the stupidity, but you get embarrassed for the people that are doing the stupid things. Are y'all, you ever been like that? I want to crawl under a pew because of some of the things that goes on in church. And I'm like, where, how did that get in the door? Not my church. I tell you, church ought to be what church is this morning. Amen. Church ought to go past 12 o'clock. Amen. Church. Church ought to be boring if you're not right with God. Amen. Our music ought to sound like heaven. Not a honky-tonk. People that are saved. We're not talking about lost people. They ought to get up and put their Sunday best on and go to church. Amen. Because God's been good to you. Don't come in and pair of tennis shoes and t-shirt. If that's all you got, you do, don't you? When I got saved, that's all I had. I had a pair of jeans. I had holes in the knees, not because I was trying to be cool. That's all I had. You know what? Somebody bought me a, Somebody bought me some clothes. Something on the inside said, that's what you wear to church. Amen. And you wear your Sunday best. God, we're not trying to impress nobody, but he deserves our best, don't we? But this contemporary crowds come along and say, well, you know, you just come however you want to. You want to come with your hair. All, you got a nice looking haircut. But the contemporary crowd says, well, if you want to, you know, take a weed eater to it and, you know, make it look all whacked up, you know. Or shave it so close to the sides and back, you know, you look like a sodomite. Not you, I'm talking about, you know, just make it look all. I mean, these haircuts make me so nervous, Brother Laddie. Amen. You boys don't ever get one like that. I'm checking y'all out. I took you with me the last time. I know you're pretty good. Y'all all look like boys. Thank God for that. Why does that matter? Because it's written. Is it 1 Corinthians 11 or 2nd? Anybody know? 1 Corinthians 11 what? 11, 14. Shame for a man to have long hair. Amen. All these things matter. What matters most is why I'm doing them. Amen. I know I preached long this morning, but I've been burdened about it. And uh, we didn't have church last Sunday night, so you needed a long sermon, Sunday morning sermon. Brother Black wore his jacket, so I wanted to preach, so I know you're sweating. Amen. <laughs> Let's stand this morning. I appreciate you and love you. And as they get us a song ready.
the goal for 2024 in my life and yours, it'll really never change. Just to be like Jesus, to be like Him, to be holy. I, I'm not holy, but I want to be, don't you? I'm not, I'm by no means reaching the standard, and, and I want to. And, and you don't have to come to this altar this morning. I know in a sense we all would have to get in the altar. But I mean, if God speaks to you, then you ought to come this morning. He puts his hand on something. You feel the drawing to come. You ought to come and just say, Lord, I, I really do want to please you. I want to, I want to live a holy life as they play for us this morning. You, you mind the Lord. If you need to come, you come this morning. All to Jesus I surrender.